Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. It's a blessing and honor today to have Dad on the show. For the rest of the world, his name, we'll call him BJ. But it's going to be great to have Dad on the show as we continue on. I'm doing the Grief Experience Revisited, a chat with Dad. So stay tuned. You're going to enjoy this one. back dad i've got my dad here today dad welcome to the show oh thank you son it's good to be here yes it's a blessing to have you here i'm visiting dad in missouri and it's good to have him here we got the studio all set up right in the bedroom and it's a blessing and an honor to have dad on here today so dad i would just want you to share your heart with us today and and uh there's many people out there who've lost loved ones who've lost spouses and uh hey take the floor well, son, one thing about grief is that we all grieve in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, even as a minister, a pastor, you have to put that on the side because now you got to face reality. Right. Because it's not just you counseling somebody else, it's you mm. that's sh- suffering this grief. Yeah. And grief is a time of suffering. Right. You know, you pray more. If you got God in your life, you're like, man, I talked to Jesus about, hey, I need the peace and, and the rest that only he can give. Yes. And you're going to have those moments. Mm. And so you think serious about it, that hey, the, one, the woman in my life is going on, and half of me is gone. Right. So what do I do now? Mm. And so that's why you pray to the Lord, to get, and you surrender your life to him. Right. And in a way that you never have before. Mm-hmm. And you ask him for guidance. He said he's gonna direct your steps and you need him to do that like now. Right. Not tomorrow night, but you need now when you lay in bed at night and you start sharing tears. I don't know about you men out there, but man, I've cried a lot since my wife has passed on and now she's with Jesus, yes. you know, after being married for going on 55 years. It's been great. I have no regrets. We travel the world. It's been wonderful. But we know that time come that God's going to take us home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not easy. And don't let nobody tell you they know how you feel because you have no idea right. how I feel. Because every day is different. Mm-hmm. It's like when my daughter said, hey, Dad, hey, you got to live for us. Yes, that's right, Dad. Yeah, I got to live for my children now. I got to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got to keep God first in my life. You know, uh, Stevie's going to be going home in a few days. And yeah. and and here I am. It's me and God going to be in this house. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm going to shed a few tears, and I'm going to call on him. But I know he's going to give me the comfort that I need. Yes. So I got to put all my trust in God more than ever knowing that he's going to take care of me. Amen. So, Dad, and so speaking of which, folks, Dad has been in the ministry for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, well over 30 years, right, Dad? Yeah. 30 years. It's been a long time. Pastor different churches and mm-hmm. and uh, been spreading the gospel for a long time. And so hearing you state that about putting the ministers aside yeah. and, and doing this this way and dealing with the grief, so 
what do you do to occupy the time? I mean, do you have hobbies or anything? Uh, well, the thing is that it's amazing how God worked in your life. Uh, I have to I pray and ask God, Lord, what you want me to do today? Lord, laid it on my heart to, hey, uh, hey your wife is uh, in a seamstress, a knitter. And, of course, she tried to teach you how to knit, but she, you just couldn't learn. <laughs> so I want you to go ahead and take one of these sewing machines back to the store where she bought it. And so I did. And I took it there, and uh, the guy said, I'll buy it back. And they, in their own loving way, they told me, well, you need something to do. And, uh, of course, they a quilting shop. And I said, and the wife says, uh, well, I'll teach you how to quilt. You know, I said, only women quilt. She said, no. That's right. Men are some of the best quilters there is. Mm -hmm. And I says, okay. She said, I'll teach you. And so we narrowed the time down, and I went back up there, and she began to teach me. And I'm not going to tell you it was easy. But uh, after I started cutting out pieces here and there, she said, sew them together. And I sewed them together, and she said, cut them apart. Wow. And I didn't ever question her, and I kept sewing together. And, and eventually, uh, she told me to put it on the wall. And I looked at the wall, and there was a king-size quilt. Wow. And, uh, and I said to them, I guess I have to buy my sewing machine back. <laughs> and so I did. And, uh, and then I said, man, it'd be nice to do a patriotic quilt. And the next thing I know, he says, I got the material here. See, God does provide right. if you listen. Mm -hmm. And so they bought the material out. Then I went on, second quilt was a patriotic quill. Mm. And the next one, I had the opportunity, uh, all the women quilters, they had a contest for the longest person standing. Wow. All night long and the next day as long as it lasts. And oh, I let them talk me into doing that. <laughs> so we went in there on a Saturday night, on a, went in there on a Friday, Friday morning. Yeah. At 10 o'clock he locked the door and here I am with 16 women. Wow quilting that's awesome and so what happened was that first thing you had to do something that you could complete in that session mm. and so they taught me how to make pillowcases and i made four pillowcases nice and i will never buy another one <laughs> and then you. i began to work on my quilt and start putting these pieces together and it was something called 20. And I began to sew these pieces together. And one thing about it, if you know anything about quilting, you gotta put them right. If you're not, mm. I began, I learned how to use a ripper. Right. If you don't put it together right, men and women, you gotta have to rip it. Rip it apart. That's yeah. right, just like our lives, you know, when we put God first, if he, God would take care of that part. Mm. But anyway, as I finish, Early in the morning, at least I thought I was, that Saturday morning, and I hung it up on the wall, and I walked around the room, and and this lady says, hey, you got to go back and straighten that out over there. That piece is not right. Oh, boy. And I took that with love. I went back around there, got my ripper out, mm. and I had to rip it out. And I went back, and I sewed it in. Yeah, I was getting tired. And I sewed it in, and I hung it back on the wall. Mm. And it's like, man, it's uh, the camaraderie 
the fellowship from those women, man, is just made my day. That's awesome, Dad. Yeah, they was clapping and, and patting <laughs> me on the back, and and here I am, man, one big king size quilt hanging on the wall. Wow. And that's all for the glory of God, you know. The first one I did, I dedicated to my wife. Mm. And so anyway, and so I came out of there between seven and eight in the morning on Saturday. Mm. And it's been great. That's awesome, Dad. You know, and now, uh, yeah, but I've completed uh, about five quilts, and I'm working on two more as we speak. Wow. That's great. Yeah. You're enjoying it, and you're happy, and it's not work for you. You get up, and you yeah. get your things together, and the Lord's provided some different opportunities for you to get some blessings and mm-hmm. equipment. and Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's great, son. And, you know, here you are, here we are together, sharing this time of it's a blessed time. Yeah. You know. Definitely staying up past midnight, talking yeah. in the recliners. Yeah. I thought I really wanted to be in bed, but being up, staying up after midnight. Yes, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's really good. It's good. That's good to see that you've got those activities. And Dad and I go for walks in the neighborhood, and people are just a-waving. And one lady blessed us yesterday because Dad ended up speaking to her, and he took the time to speak to her. Tell us about that, Dad. How you speak? Well, this you know. a wonderful neighbor. Neighbor, you know, as we're walking along, here she is sitting out there with her dogs, and and you just take time to speak. Mm. And uh, we came, we went on around, came back, and she's still there. And so I talked to her about her dogs. And the thing is, when we come around again, she come out with a bag with peaches in it. <laughs> Peaches from Georgia. Yes. You know, you talk about how we can share love, how we can minister to people. We can touch people in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But you want people to see God in you. Yes. Because people know you when you're not for real. Mm-hmm. And so just, just be thankful. The good Lord said, enjoy each day to the fullest. That's right. Because tomorrow may never come. Yeah, and you got another lady around the corner too there. Um Sits out front in her swinging chair. Yes. And she uh, she spoke to you. Yeah. And, and uh, what'd she tell you? Oh, she told me that uh, anytime I need a hug, just let her know. Yeah. And uh, she's a hospice worker. Mm-hmm. They're working with hospice. And she knows how you feel. Right. She don't know what you feel, but how, she, how you feel. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's wonderful and you have someone that... Uh, you can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, because family members are not always there. Right. And uh, then when you can go out and someone tell you, it's like the women. I, uh, we have a, a place where we go and, and we quilt. You know, I'm, I've been welcome in as a quilter now. <laughs> you know, I've passed the test. Part of the guild. And yeah, I joined the guild and they made sure that I got there the first day that, uh, I went into the guild, uh, the man that owned the place there, I did not have no idea. And he said, come on in. And I rushed in like, and, and here's all these women. And he said, come on, we're going up front. And I look in his hands, he's got my quilt. Wow. And we go up front and he said, take hold of that. And you gotta imagine this a king size quilt, two men standing up front with all these women. Wow. And uh, he said, hey, BJ did this, mm. and he's been with it, been with us with just a couple of weeks, and man, they gave me 
claps and there's there's hooping. <laughs> hey, I mean, you don't have to go to a football game to get all that. that right. Yeah, I got it right there. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And so we got a lot to be thankful for, you know. Uh, and we got to look at the good things. You yes. know, I love my wife. I miss her. You know, and I, and I tell the Lord that I miss her. I love her. And I, I know she's in a better place mm-hmm. with him. And I know I'll see her again. But I still have those moments. You know, that ain't got nothing to do with your ministry or what. That's to be talking about you as an individual. Right. How you feel. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah. And uh, speaking of how you feel, <laughs> didn't you, uh, you went over to do some quilting over at the uh, facility there, and you had just gone and went and done some paperwork for mom. And the ladies asked you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, share that. Oh, yeah. They, and I say the thing is that, it's we talk about grief. We've got to be, you got to have somebody that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like uh, talking about the women, uh, how they have invited me in. And, you know, they know my wife is, is going on to be with Jesus. And uh, if they see that look on my face, they're going to say something. Mm-hmm. You know, because, hey, I can't, uh, I can't hide from that. And I'm not going to try to hide that I'm grieving mm-hmm. and uh i walked in one day and they said well one asked well how are you feeling and you know he said oh i feel okay and one of them said no you don't right and you know, and then i what i have to say no you're right you know i, I don't feel okay i had a bad night or i had a bad moment mm-hmm. uh somebody came along i got got something in the mail today and it all it did is said grief is like a recorder you hit the button and it starts over again mm. and uh the lady said no you don't feel okay right and i said right you are so right i don't feel okay and then all four of them women got up from their table and mm. everybody come around and give me a hug that's something and the thing is that what do i do man I, hey i shed a few tears mm. i am men don't be afraid to shed tears that's right and to tell people how you're feeling. Yeah, and and to tell people how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And what I said to the women, that man, yeah, I'm hurting. And they understand. Mm-hmm. And nobody, don't, nobody come, oh, you get better. Be, no, I'm talking about what's going to happen. I'm talking about at that moment, right? how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's why nobody should ever come up to you and tell you, oh, it's going to get better. Oh, it's all right. Right. Uh, and things like that, you know, well, you know, you don't, your wife's in heaven, you don't have to worry no more, she's going to be, man, it's right then, and right then, it's about you, mm-hmm. about me, because I'm, I'm hurting, Right. and what I need is I need the comfort, mm-hmm. you know, just like my son, Stephen, is here today, mm-hmm. and, and, it, uh, and I love him, and the thing is I love all my children, mm-hmm. and the way I feel, you can't put it into words, right. you know. Yeah. You know, if I'm hurting, then I'll have to get up and walk off to the room. Maybe I'll pray and come on back. Mm-hmm. But, hey, this is what it's all about. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like Dad always says, you know, God knows what we need. Yeah. And, of course, if you had told Dad he was going to be in a group knitting with a group of women or quilting, quilting with a group of women, he would have said, you got to be out of your mind. Yeah. You know, but... If there was a group of men in that room and you walked in after that meeting, 
they may have said, hey, how you doing? And you would have said, I'm, I'm all right. And most men would never ask you that second time or they would never say, mm-hmm. hey, you're not okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead, Dad. And, yeah, and that's true. You know, I, uh, I work with hospice programs. Uh, and one thing I found out is that a lot of men, once their wife dies, do commit suicide. Mm. Uh, and the thing is that whether I think about committing suicide, no. But I think about, you know, the thought is that, well, maybe I'd be better off if, 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 uh, if. Right. You know, maybe I should have died first. And so all these thoughts are going to cross your mind. Mm-hmm. It's part of that grieving process. You know, what did I do wrong? Should I have did something else? And, mm-hmm. and the thing is that as you go through that and you turn everything over to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, everything's going to be okay. And that uh, you're going to have to go through this. And you, you listen to other people. You know, as many people as I listen to that have grieved, and men especially, men don't develop relationships. Women do. Mm -hmm. And so I say to men today, hey, if you don't have a friend, because we all got a friend in Jesus, Mm -hmm. but if you need a a friend, someone you can pick the phone up and tell you, tell them how you feel. You know, don't... uh, do anything, the old saying, don't do anything stupid. You're not at the end of the world. Time is still going on. Right. Yeah, that's important, mm-hmm. having somebody to talk to and yeah. and they listen. That's right. you got to be a good listener. Yes, because someone can sit and go, mm-hmm, 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 yeah. all day, and they're thinking about what they're going to have for lunch or dinner. Right. And they're staring you right in the face. You need someone you can, well, it's just like that lady said to you, no, you're not okay. Yeah. And they Same got thing. up and they gave you a hug. Right. And you had a time of mourning right, right. there. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. And that's part of that grieving process, you know, no matter where you go, what you do. And the things I had to learn is that being a counselor, a minister, is that a lot of times we counseling other people. Mm-hmm. But we forget. Sometimes we need somebody to minister to us. Right. And the thing is that, you can go in a place and all of a sudden you got all you carrying somebody else's burden when you just shared yours mm. and you need to let it go. Right. Otherwise, here you are walking around like you some camera with a hump on your back. Mm-hmm. And God said, what are you doing? Mm. You know, Jesus already died on the cross. Right. And he don't want you to suffer. He said, bring it to me and leave it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in fact, yeah, you just learned that the other day. You noticed that you were doing that with the uh, the grieving meetings. Yeah, in the conference room, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and But see, the thing is that it's like uh, if you're saved, you know what I'm saying is that, hey, the Holy Spirit just laid it on my heart and said, so what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're not coordinating this meeting. You're supposed to be going there to share, mm-hmm. not to carry. Right. And uh, I found myself trying to carry other people's burdens as I was listening to them and trying to think about, well, I could tell them that no, God said, no, no, no. Mm. You bring yours here and let it go. Right. And, you know, our Lord Jesus said, hey, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. No one come to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. Bring it to me and leave it. And that's what I'm doing right now. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's definitely good advice. You also have some good advice, too, for, like you said, as a pastor, retired pastor, one of the things you've noticed, and, I mean, you've known it because you've spoken about it from the pulpit about everybody's there, it's always easy, we do great funerals, <laughs> yeah. but 
Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. The problem uh, after the funeral's over and yeah. everybody's gone. Hey, one thing I learned, especially with the hospice program, is that a lot of pastors and ministers uh, in the church, you all the ministers, is that uh, we're good at burying people, mm. but we don't minister to families, to the ones that are left behind. Mm. And that's so important. You know, example would be I would go and talk to the, when I was with hospice, uh, went to talk to one particular gentleman, and, and, and he put it all in a nutshell. He said, you know, and I said, what are you thinking about, man? You know, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. He said, you know, I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, when my wife was still living, the pastor came, members came, I had hospice here. Man, I had a house full of people. Yeah. He said, right now, I don't have nobody. Mm -hmm. He said, nobody comes to see me, not even the pastor. Mm -hmm. Nobody calls. And, you know, question I'll ask him, I said, you know, are you thinking about committing suicide? Mm -hmm. And his question is, what do I have? Why not? What do I have to live for? Right. And the thing is, well, you still got grandchildren, you got children. He says, but how do I know that my children are sincere? Maybe they want me to come over to their house because they feel sorry for me. Mm. And so you got to get past that. Right. And so as I talked to him and told him, man, there are bereavement groups out here, and you told them where to go, uh, they just and point them in the right direction. You know, if you want to help somebody, then you got to point them in the right direction, mm -hmm. and you got to be there to help them along the way. And so next time I went to see him, he had a smile on his face. Mm. He says, yeah, I did, went to the group meeting. I found out I'm not the only one. Wow. And he said, not only that, then I went over there and and I go and see my grandchildren. And I went over and uh, nice. have a chat with my son. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is that what he, could, what he did, once he found out he was not by himself, mm -hmm. then he could go over and tell his son how he feel. Right. Not because you're my son. Mm -hmm. I know, hey, I'm your daddy, everything's okay. It's not okay because you don't know how I feel. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so he had developed a relationship with his son, just like you and I. Right. And and we got to go forward. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what I would encourage, like one pastor said, if I'd have known why he's retired, if I'd have known, how people felt when I was a pastor. Mm -hmm. He said, I would have been a better pastor. Wow. Because I could, you know, not just, I could have relate to these people mm -hmm. because I'm burying their loved one. And the thing is that I forgot about them. Mm -hmm. And so just like all of us out here today, you know, you got you lost someone, take a moment. Mm-hmm. If you don't do anything but listen, a lot of times you don't have to say a word. You know, it's like my son here. I don't expect him to come in here and give me a uh, broadcast. Hey, man, hey, come in and sit down and just listen to your daddy. Mm -hmm. You know, then he'll learn more about what I am, how I feel, and then he can grow. Mm -hmm. You know, and he can go out here and minister to others. Yeah, that's very important, Dad. You're bringing up a lot of good points because the things that you're sharing are going to help mm -hmm. the rest of us in dealing with situations like that. You know, when I did the 
the three-part series on the grief experience from my point of view mm-hmm. i did learn a lot from the items you shared with me mm-hmm. with the emails and things like that and reading mm-hmm. about things to say things not to say mm-hmm. but that's very important what happens after right. the funeral's over and so forth so that's that's good well good dad um any Last suggestions you want to say? We've been going for 24 minutes now. Oh, it's going boy. good. It's been going really good. Um, anything else you'd like to share today on this show? Well, the thing is that, because uh, God wants everybody to be safe, mm-hmm. but we got to remember one thing. God is love. Yes. And, and we can continue to love each other mm-hmm. as Christians. And, you know, I expect from a lot from a Christian. I expect you to look like one, walk like mm-hmm. one, smell like one. Yeah. Uh, and let people see God in you, mm-hmm. no matter where you go or what you do. And every day, continue to pray, keep God first, mm-hmm. and everything's going to be okay. Amen. Amen. Well, Dad, I might as well have you close in prayer, okay. if that's okay. Okay, son, as I go out today, believe me, I'm going to, uh, it's like when Jesus sent the 12 out, sent the disciples out, I think it was, and uh, he told him to go in a place and that if the message is not received, do what? Mm. Brush your feet off and leave. Yeah. I'm going into a place today and to uh, this lady is uh, got problems. Her language, vocabulary, leave a lot to be desired. Mm. As I go in, I'm going to pray for peace for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide me and give me the words to say to her. Amen. I'm not going preaching to her. I'm just going on to let the Holy Spirit lead me in the way that he would have me to go. Mm-hmm. And so as we pray, we just I pray the Lord to touch each and every one out there in the world today that yes. we all are hurting for one reason or another. And we pray that God's will be done in our life in everything we do because we cannot do anything without him. And we want to thank him today. My son is sitting here today. I thank God for giving us one more day together, mm-hmm. another opportunity to, to get it right. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome job, Dad. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, lots of good nuggets in there, folks. I want you to make sure you share this podcast with others because there's many people out there who are alone, who are hurting, who've lost loved ones. And if they can sit down and listen to this podcast and hear the great advice that dad has brought forth to the table, that'll be fantastic. So share it, leave some comments for us. That way dad love to share some feedback from you folks for dad. And uh, that's about it. God bless you. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Yes. Is that, is that good enough for you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>